Hey, 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 guys. Welcome back to the group text with your girls. Shannon. This is Sierra. It's Vanessa. And Brittany. So on today's episode, as we're closing out the month of February and going into the month of March, we just wanted to focus um, today on Black dopeness, Black excellence, as well as um, integrate, you know, women's history a little bit as well. So today we're going to focus on that. So I want to start off with the question, what does Black excellence mean to all of you ladies? When you think of Black excellence, what comes to mind? Well, before we start, I just want to say I like how we're all wearing Black except for Vanessa. You didn't get <laughs> Did you not get the memo we were talking about Black folk today? <laughs> well, well, I have a Black-owned company, cosmetic company on today. So listen. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the eyeshadow. The fa- okay, okay. Because yeah, I was about to thing. say. I see Brittany got black, Shannon got black. I'm rocking black with black owned company, okay? Um, but if your face is made up of black products. Oh, yes, okay. yes it is. All right, sorry. Your headphone, your earpiece <laughs> is black. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all, I was just being observant. Right when Brittany started, I was like, wait a minute, we're all except four. We're not gonna tell them what color you're wearing though, Vanessa, because. It's tie-dye, but I will tell you, I did find this real, this isn't even off topic, but I did find this real cute, like, uh, what is it? It's like a scoop neck uh, onesie sort of black thing. It was on sale. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was $5. But anyway. We're going to go back to black to excellence. I'm sorry, yeah. Remy. I, I digress. Thought, I, I thought I was the one with ADHD, but I said, yeah, <laughs> <that's what laughs> I do not have ADHD. She started it. Look, I'm just observant. Anyway, so what does black excellence mean to me? Mm. I know we knew we were going to talk about this, but um, I didn't think. Well, I'll start it off. I'll let the ladies think a little bit. So for me, black excellence is where you're, you yourself are a representation, like for the entire race. And I know that's a heavy, like heavy load to think about, but if you really think about it, anytime somebody black does something great, like we automatically are like, hashtag black excellence like I always think of Issa Rae when she was on the red carpet that time and she was like I'm rooting for everybody black because Mm -hmm. that's that's really how we are most of the time like Mm -hmm. like you don't know the people like you could just cut on a random like game show or game Mm -hmm. show and you like I'm rooting for them because they black like you don't know nothing about them (laughs) that's that connection but you're rooting for them so and again it's not to say that like we're anti uh, anything other than black. But again, just like with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, movement, it's just about like being recognized and included because we've been excluded from so many platforms in the past. So when I think of black excellence, it's just like doing something well, doing something great, but also like being on the forefront and just representing your, your heritage, your lineage, your culture, and that's what I love about black culture. Like we just add like spice, like no matter what y'all give us, you can give us the look, we're going to make it fly. Like we're going to add that our, own little, that yes, our own little pizzazz <laughs> to it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I, when I think of black excellence, that's what comes to mind. Okay. I like that. That is a good definition of black excellence. I think really anything that, a black person does that's positive is black excellence you can just for me yeah um 
So like when I posted about my house, I definitely did put black excellence on there because you know what I'm saying? That's something that this is property that can later possibly be passed down um, to the the Bambinos that haven't been created yet. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like it's something small, but it's positive and it can lead to, I mean, in my mind, black excellence. So and I know we talking before this and my mom, she was she was going off, y'all, because you know how, you know, older people, when they get on social media, they don't really know all about how social media works. But she posted mm-hmm. her post and I really just my post was screenshot of her. And mm-hmm. for those people who don't follow my mom or me <laughs> on social media, she posted that she was the first ever black nurse of Arizona to have a dual board board membership on the Arizona Board of Nursing. And also represented the Board of Medicine as a nurse liaison at the same time. So at the time, she was working with Dr. Carmala, who was the U.S. Surgeon General. Okay. And she worked with a couple other Surgeon Generals at the time. But the thing was, she was still a nurse. She wasn't a nurse practitioner. But as a nurse, she was looking at, um, what are those things called? Basically checking other nurse practitioners and other doctors to see if they are following the rules okay and if she can you know discipline them she was on the board for that as a regular nurse as a black female and they even paid for her to get her nurse practitioner license she paid zero for that so she was tooting her own horn and she was posting it and she's mm-hmm. like oh i've got this many likes i got this many comments I got this <laughs> many likes. but it was good because she's like these are people who've never ever said anything to me mm-hmm. but now all of a sudden they're seeing my post and then maybe because i had i was with dr kamala and i was like who that like you know <laughs> right. that's back in the 90s i don't know who the surgeon general was back then but <laughs> she's seen that she's she's like i only i don't think of myself as being smart i just you know do stuff and it works out well but everybody around her looks at her as being like this trailblazer mm-hmm. who that's literally history for the state of arizona that she never even told me about and i'm 30 five years old she's like oh you probably didn't know this i didn't tell you that no, you no. <laughs> but it's black excellence on a smaller scale but there's she helps people she she teaches and she does all this stuff but she doesn't think of it as being a big deal because it's just her living her life right. and the blessings that she has so that's another way of like looking at black excellence it doesn't have to be you going out and buying a house or doing something heroic like out in the community you can do something small and people are watching you and you're being a role model yeah exactly vanessa shannon what y'all think um so black excellence for me on top of everything else that you all have stated also goes in hand in hand with me like stepping outside of the norms like breaking outside of the statistics Um, because you know we have certain stigmas about us already and how you know we might not become certain things or we'll be this we'll be that so um, for me it's like not becoming part of those statistics and actually going above and beyond and like showing the the people that do feel that way showing them that we can arise above that um as well as like breaking generational curses um we have a lot of generational curses in certain Mm -hmm. families and I feel like when somebody breaks that generational curse in the family and they instill in their kids and then the grandkids you know to do 
above and beyond those things, I feel like that's also black excellence, you know, just coming out of the statistics um, and showing everybody that you can be more than what the stigma is that you can be. Um, prime example for me and my family is just my grandparents. Like they started out with, you know, pretty much nothing and five kids and, you know, to me, see them come out of all of that, you know, where they have owned multiple houses, multiple cars. Um, they've been able to help other family members get things in life and do things. And um, just seeing like, particularly since my granddad has now passed away, just seeing like the mark he made in the community and the mark he's made on other people, not just in our family, but like mm -hmm. other families, like there's still people to this day and other families that still talk about my grandfather and the mark that he made and how he was such a helpful person in the community. And so to me, things like that is like black excellence, just breaking the norms. Really good, Shannon. <clears throat> I definitely agree with you. Um, and Zira, actually, um, I think Black excellence, excuse me, to me, is a combination of actually what everyone said. Um, I am reminded of my grandfather as well, um, who is no longer with us, but he owned a concrete company um, in Maryland. And some of my uncles still work for that company. Um, you know, my grandparents have a lot of kids. My mom is one of, well, let me count. 17 technically and I believe there's 14 still living I, mm. I don't know they, they was doing stuff anyway mm. um right and so <laughs> you know you know boys and girls and so he had to build you know a company he had to raise all them kids like you know what I mean he had to take care of all, all those children and he's he's done well um and thus you know my uncles are, are doing well um I'm seeing my uncle's children my cousin's there's a lot of them as well. Uh, about nine, ten, nine. Anyway, uh, they they opened up um uh, like a like a health smoothie. They call it Prime Nutrition up there in um in Maryland. Uh, I'm not on your side of the base here, on the other side of the bay in Salisbury. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're opening up a couple stores doing that. And so when we think about Black excellence, I think sometimes we think of older people, but now. The younger generations are going out there doing things you know mm -hmm. what I mean like my cousins are um younger than me opening these stores um I'm reminded of you know our sisters like opening having all these companies I'm reminded of Kristen and her doctoral degree girl because I, when I saw that post you know I was up in here in my own house like yes look at that you know what I mean <laughs> right um when I saw Latrice and her company I was like oh look at that first of all look at all the balloons look at that you know what I mean so mm -hmm. it's I, I'd like for us to, you know, start looking at even the younger people going out here and making a difference. And I don't know if y'all seen this post on Facebook one day and it was like this young, it was like a, they were on stage and they had to be about like three or four year old little girls. Y'all seen that one? And they were uh, doing like a dance recital and they were oh, dancing to some, some, it was some hip hop, let's be realistic, it was some hip hop song, right? 
with, with a little black girl. girl. girl yes. A little black girl was getting it. <laughs> All oh, was like, okay. Oh, they was yeah. doing it. I know what you're talking about. You, oh, she was so cute. She, you could tell her nothing. You, that you goes no back to, like I said, we always Listen. doing uh, putting our own little spin <laughs> on something. <laughs> little that <laughs> right, but I was in, again in my house. Don't even know what girl was like, yes, you better do it. She was so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's that's what it means. We just we we special and we extra special, and that's just what it is. Yeah, just to piggyback off what everybody else said, I think it's just like, despite all the obstacles historically we've had to overcome, it's just like, we 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 persevere and we prevail just despite everything, like, and that's what makes us so, so unique. Um, but also, since everybody else was shouting out people in their family, I'm gonna do a little shout out. <laughs> that's right. That's right, Daddy. Um, but uh, my grandfather, who's also deceased, uh, as far as black excellence goes, he was um, he was a dairy farmer slash sharecropper um, mm. in in Newberry County in South Carolina, and and everybody wanted him like he was well coveted, if you will. But despite him not having anything past like a middle school education, later on in life he did go on to pursue his um his GED and instill you know like the importance of education, but. Based on that job, he was able to, you know, provide for his family. Um, they paid for his housing, all of that. So, and uh, Vanessa, I feel you. I guess that's a that's an old school thing. Having a lot of kids, I guess mm-hmm. they need extra helping hands because my dad is the um, baby boy of twelve. So, see, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. They had the internet back then, girl. They had nothing else to do. <laughs> and and speaking of yeah speaking (laughs) of that my granddaddy was one of 12 so yeah like back then they they just really had a lot of children and um the other thing I was going to say to piggyback off like the education thing is as well as you know I don't know about you all but like the older generation in my family they didn't receive college degrees at a younger age you know, they may have them now, but they didn't receive them then. And so part of like the excellence was our generation, you know, mm-hmm. getting our degrees and starting, you know, having that part of education as well. So I also think that's showing the excellence like our I know my parents, they taught me, hey, you need to get your education, even mm-hmm. if you know, even though they didn't go to college, but they taught me that that's what I needed to do. And so I just think like things like that, just overcoming those, Brittany, like you said, obstacles um, is is excellence. Yeah. And that's a good transition for the next question. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm second generation. Both of my parents were the first mm-hmm. in their family to attend college. But we all have something in common because if, if we didn't decide to, attend our alma mater, Fayetteville State University, we would have never met each other more than likely. So mm-hmm. the next question is, why did you all choose to attend an HBCU? Because, and I think, but it's a good thing, HBCUs are finally getting like the accolade and the spotlight that is well-deserved. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. we in the Black community have always known about HBCUs, but now I feel like it's really more in the spotlight now that we have people like, um, Kamala Harris, um, Keisha, Keisha Bottom. What's my other lady, y'all? I can't, Stacey, Stacey um, Abrams. Abrams. Yeah, so 
these distinguished individuals that hold these high positions that are all graduates of HBCU is starting to propel where we're getting the accolades, not only within the black community, but also others are starting to see our institutions. Mm -hmm. So why did y'all attend HBCU? Well, I'm a, I am a leader. But in this case, I was a follower. <laughs> um, my dad went to Fayetteville State. My mom went to Virginia Commonwealth. Um, they they didn't really want me to go to school in Richmond. <laughs> um, Richmond's a little rougher than Fayetteville, even though they do call it, you know, the nom. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I'm a daddy's girl. I could have went to any university in Arizona. Um, I was playing sports. I had a very high GPA. You know, my SAT was a little, you know, but I could have been an in-state residence and went to U of A, ASU. And all that black excellence over there. Go ahead. I could have done all of that, but I truly wanted to go to Fayetteville State because I wanted to go to a school where I was not just a number and that it was a family. I could have went to ASU and been in a freshman class of 500 people. But at Fayetteville State, I was in a freshman class of what? 30? I don't know what it was. I don't remember. Was I in class? Probably not. No, just kidding. I was always in class. But the classes were smaller and I knew that I would have a closer relationship with people that looked like me going to an HBCU than I would have if I went to a big university in Arizona and was just a number. Mm. So it was the, the feeling of wanting to be with a family and be with people who look like me because I already lived in Arizona and nobody looked like me. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I picked Fayetteville State specifically because of my daddy. Gotcha. Mine was an accident. <laughs> listen, I was waiting for. I was going to see how you were going to play it. <laughs> it was, listen, it, it is. It is. It, it is. just happened. It just, it just happened. Like I was uh, an army brat. My dad's a veteran, and uh, I actually applied to schools in Ohio and got in. And I was like, "Look, dad." And my dad's like, "Ha! Huh, I'm not paying for that." Oh, okay. Um, and so <laughs> we ended up. In Fayetteville, because my dad had to retire near the benefits. That's what they do. And um, I was like, oh, well, let me, let me apply here. All right. And so, you know, got in, of course. And it was actually, uh, you know, it was an accident. But I want, I'm going to sit there and call it fate. Because like Sierra being you. in. Yes, that's where I met you. But actually, that's where I met a lot of my lifelong friends. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, military community People, not everyone was like me. People, some people looked like me, but it wasn't a lot of me. When I went to Fayetteville State, I was like, oh, look at all these black people. And that right. was a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Because that was a side of me that I was missing. It helped, mm -hmm. you know, bring out me. It helped me grow into the person that I am now. And you're right. Like Fayetteville State is a family community. And my first couple friends that I had at Fayetteville State, um, so it was Crystal, Courtney. And I realized this the other day, I like people with named C's. Crystal, Courtney, and Sierra, <laughs> my first like three friends really that I had when I moved to North Carolina and we're still friends today. I talked to all three of y'all this week. You know what I'm saying? So hashtag um, <laughs> Right. So, I mean, it, you know, that definitely helped me grow. And so I, I'm gonna call it fate. I ended up there. Mm -hmm. So similar to Vanessa, um, Mine was, I believe everything happens for a reason. So same thing, fate, because initially I was not supposed to be attending federal state. I was enrolled and actually getting ready to attend Wake Forest University. Um, and 
I had got my acceptance letter. I was so excited. I was like, yes, this is where I'm going. And then I got a letter behind it. I had already received my acceptance letter from federal state, but I got a letter behind it at Wake Forest. They were like, oh, you know, we, we had way too much enrollment and we have to put like 300 people on the wait list to start in, um, instead of starting in fall to start in spring. Well, I didn't want to take any time off. I just didn't. I was like, I don't want to take a, a semester off and then start college. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next thing was, okay, so what, which school do I choose now? Well, then I got another letter. Federal State, we are granting you a full scholarship if you come here. I know, that's right. Well, decision. Made. it was a situation <laughs> where it was like, right. my mother being a single parent, she was like, uh, you going where the money is. So where the money reside, where the money reside. Yeah. So uh, she was like, "I'll make the decision for you if I have to, but you're going to want." She said, "She said you could decide, but I just think that you should go where the money is." And I was like, "Okay, sure, you know, whatever. We'll go. I'll go with it, you know." And I can honestly say, no regrets. Um, since then, I had the best experience ever going to Federal State. Um, like Vanessa said, I've met some lifelong friends that I still have now and just the experiences and different things I went through there, I wouldn't trade it. So I feel like it happened the way it should have. And, um, I mean, I'm just good with it. Like I met these three ladies. So, um, so I'm very good with the whole experience. And we, a lot of us, I guess we kind of all share a similar story. Well, with the exception of Sierra, because she kind of knew she was probably going to end up at Fayetteville State in a way by following her father's footsteps. So for me, um, like Vanessa and Sierra, I grew around, I was a minority most of the time, if not all the time. <laughs> um, where I'm from, it growing up was a predominantly white community, very affluent neighborhood, although we grew up middle class, but uh, I was I was just tired of being the only black girl mm-hmm. in, in all my classes, if not, yeah, all my classes, basically. Even on the sports team, most of the time, it'd be like one or two of us, so right. that, that tells you something right there, because if, if anything, you go see the black people in, in athletics. <laughs> you can't do it. But, <laughs> 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 so anyway, but I knew in middle school, I was like, shoot, I'm going to HBCU, especially, oh, and you know what drew me in? Well, first of all, my all-time favorite show, A Different World. Oh, like, yes. Everybody thought college was going to be like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But like the bands and all mm. that, I was like, oh, I, I want that. So my parents are pretty good in supporting me in that endeavor because although they chose not to attend HBCUs, um, I remember growing up, we would tour... Um, various HBCUs every spring break since middle school Mm -hmm. and y'all know well fun fact y'all know how I am (laughs) that North Carolina has the most historically black colleges and universities in the nation so we probably tour every single one maybe maybe perhaps two that I can't think of but I think we we looked at era all of those and we looked in like um, the ones in Atlanta and Florida, you know, the, the South, because that's where most of them are anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, so I I had my heart set on going out of state. I was like, look, it's been real. It's been real fun, but uh, it's time for me to venture out a little bit. But I didn't want to go too far because Fayetteville's about three hours, so not too bad. But um, I had it pinned down between Fayetteville State and another um, institution in North Carolina, but they don't need no recognition, so I ain't shouting them out. No no shades, just, you know. I'm, I'm rooting for FSU because that's another thing, y'all. Uh, side note, y'all know how I am. I, I digress. Like we, but, but don't y'all get mad when like people are um when they do talk about HBCUs or they're selling HBCU par- paraphernalia and it's like they only recognize like four or five <laughs> universities. I'm like, it's over a hundred HBCUs. Can we all get so recognized? I would like y'all to give me a sweatshirt. But anyways, so yeah, that's why I chose not to mention it. But Again, like Shannon, I also was afforded the opportunity to be in the honors program. So I don't have any student loans for that degree, <laughs> but for others I do. So, um, but yeah, definitely lifelong friendships, my best friends, of course, these ladies. Um, mm. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. That, that experience is unparalleled. And, you know, I'm not downplaying, you know, attending a PWI, do whatever is best for you but if you're ever I say everyone who's afforded the opportunity at least try it out if you don't like it you can transfer but for the most part I I wouldn't I wouldn't trade my experience for for anything because like Sierra said it's very much a community it's like being at a cookout slash family reunion every day all the time which is homecoming each and every year you be like give me a Touch. It's frying the fish over there today. Wait a minute. Right. I missed home. I really wanted some fish. Right. For homecoming this year. Oh, I was like, I want to go to the plot and get some fish. Yeah. But so. you know, it is. That's how y'all. I was in a in one of my favorite places, uh, Target the other day. Um, was it two weeks ago? And I was running in there for something. I don't know what it was. I was running in there and I saw somebody with like uh Bronco Blue. What did she have on? It was a jacket. Had like Bronco down the side. I'm like, hey! Give me to the Bronco! Listen! <laughs> I'm like, I was like, uh, I'm like, hey, I want the Fatland State too. Like, listen, y'all know. Yeah. She didn't know me, but she know me now. Yeah, especially here in South Carolina. Anytime I see some, because it's like, it's not as many people I feel like stay here. They'll go to the DMV area or they obviously stay in North Carolina. So anytime I run into a Bronco here, I'm like, hey, Bronco! Mm-hmm. Right. So, I yeah. shot him out. Mm-hmm. But um, don't know how our time is looking, but real quick, sp- um, we'll let Vanessa spearhead this bit. Um, shout out your favorite uh maybe black owned companies or mm-hmm. products that you like to use. And since Vanessa stay in somebody's store, I did girl. I wanted to say I when do. she was like, no I went in Target, I don't know what I was going in there for. Nothing. <laughs> Listen, Target tells you what you need. Went in there. They let you know. (laughs) So I have on was it Beauty Bakery? Okay. It's the brownie bar, and they now sell it in Target. Hey, hey. Uh, They sell minted in Target now, Mm -hmm. and lip bar in Target. And oh, there it is. I was looking for my sweatshirt. My friend, my coworker, and my friend. Nobody else can see this, but y'all has. It's called Shop Culture Sweatshirt. You know what? I can't even forget that. You know, I hate technology. Mm-hmm. Sweatshirt, Shop Culture. Okay. She is black. She's still working, but she's doing this as well. So mm-hmm. I wanted to shout her out. Um, so those are, I have like two sweatshirts for her. Those are my favorite right now. My friend Crystal, um, Crystal 
man, she's married now, and I forgot her married name. She's still crystal long in my phone. It's okay. Um, she actually uh, makes shirts and things. She's been making shirts for my child since my child was born, before my child was born. And I just bought like a Valentine's Day shirt from her where she could color it in and stuff. And she's four now. Um, so I want to shout her out as well. She sells things. Um, you can contact her via Facebook. Oh, and one more. And my other friend. I have a lot of friends, y'all. Um, and this one is not necessarily Black-owned, but she is a Mary Kay consultant. Uh, her mm-hmm. name is Olympia Littles. Um, and actually, Brittany, you were asking me that one day about where what I use for my eyeshadow primer. I actually got primer from her. Okay. Um, from Mary Kay. I think those are all shout outs I'm going to do for right now. For this episode. For this episode. Well, <laughs> I will say um, I don't have all my brands like ready like that. Yeah, but I do like that the lip bar, they are in Target, but they just announced they're in Walmart now. Yep. Got that email today. <laughs> yes. So I'm excited about that. But the bad part about it is they're always sold out in Target. So I feel like the same thing's going to happen in Walmart. So I might as well just go online. But I do like that they're vegan and they're black owned and they're one. Wom- it's a woman. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And she's an HBCU graduate as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's my my makeup right now is just that hair products. I'm still dibbling and dabbling and everything. So I can't tell you too many, but there are a lot of Fayetteville State alums right now who have businesses, mm-hmm. who have clothing lines, who have um, our line sisters, who have different businesses that they're doing as far as events, planning. Um, uh, what is it? Why am I drawing a blank on I'll what Ricky you. does? Ricky well, is a therapist. Therapist. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> therapy um you know what i'm saying so flourishing minds shout out to your girl yes yes so there we're out there doing a lot of stuff fable state themselves so you know get the my CMOS, mm-hmm. um, the black excellence in their 20s in their 30s um you know it's we just out here like i love black people and i know we root for black people just because we look like each other but i mean it's like in our hearts and our souls like we just love each other Mm-hmm. Even the ones that get on our nerves, we still love y'all too. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so I don't. I might have. I got on um right now. I got checked in. That's a workout brand. Okay. Black owned, oh, federal state. Yes, this is Craig. So you know, get that checked in. I'm supposed to be working out, but moving is my workout. Okay. <laughs> it is. I feel, you. I feel you, girl. Don't play with me. I've been hey, working out. But I'm gonna check each of y'all next time I do workout. I'm gonna hashtag checked in all y'all so y'all can um get motivated to work out with me too, virtually. Don't want us in. Don't want us in with that foolishness. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways, that's all I'm gonna say about that. But black excellence is all sprinkled on Fable State, all sprinkled on black people. And we love y'all. Drops Mike. Shannon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I don't wear makeup and all of that, I don't really have any black owned businesses in that area that I could shout out. Um, I do know we have some local businesses here. Um, we have Dudley's that's a black hair care line, um, here. I don't know if they actually have branched out, but I know they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Dudley Dudley? Cause I remember Dudley's like going to the hair salon with my mom when I was little and they having like a book that like, you always have to look in the book and be like, I want this picture that Dudley. Yes. Yes. Oh, Dudley's. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and they 
they have I know they have one salon right mm-hmm. now, but they used to have multiple and you could actually go in there and, you know, get your hair done, all that kind of stuff. But they sell their products. Their products are usually from what I've found. I've only been able to find them in certain beauty supply stores, um, but I do think you can buy them online. Mm-hmm. So um, I do know about them. Um, and then we have, this will be Vanessa's favorite. We have um, food. Uh, we Always. have a place called Stephanie's here, which is black owned soul food. Uh, they're very popular. President Obama came to eat there. Um, we've had like a whole lot of celebrities that have actually come they, because they've heard about that place. So when they're around in this area, they make make it a mission to go try that particular restaurant. Um, so they're, they're doing very well for themselves. They started out with one small little place and now they have the small place and then they have a bigger place as well. So now they have two locations. Um, we also have here um, like an African-American museum. It's a, a Woolworth museum. Um, I don't know if y'all know the history of Woolworth, but I don't oh, yes. know all of that, but we have a museum here that focuses on the Woolworth sit-in and it also focuses on like civil rights and things of that nature. Um, very, very nice museum. Uh, just as a side note was vandalized when the whole Black Lives Matter situation happened. It was vandalized mm-hmm. really bad, but they have rebuilt it and or they've done their renovations to it since the vandalizing happened and Mm -hmm. they're back open and you can go in it's a very nice museum like very very nice and it's black owned um that's about all i could think of right now as far as businesses i just wanted to add because you kept on saying here but tell the people where here is oh Oh, yeah sorry (laughs) <laughs> here <laughs> here is um that's in greensboro north okay. carolina where these particular businesses are located yeah, i'm just trying to figure out why we've always gone to to get mexican shannon and never gone to the stephanie's place I know, but wait wait there. wait that mexican because spot my is, favorite is mexican that mexican <laughs> spot is on point okay i, mean, I love mexican food but okay. real quick that's i'm gonna go there one day We'll go there next time. Okay. I'm gonna shout out my friend real quick before yeah, before we um run out of time. Um, so I don't have a whole bunch of businesses, but one of my best friends, which the ladies have all met, Eric, Eric Rowe. Um, he I call him my Renaissance man because he's into he does photography. He's actually written a, a book of poetry. And mm-hmm. I happened, it just so happened, I wasn't even thinking when I put this shirt on, but I'm actually wearing a, a shirt that um he's been selling that he created. Um, and it says, fun fact, I can't explain racism to you, but it says can't, like C-A-I-N, apostrophe T. And then it's a side note that says can't, a combination of can't and ain't. So an admission of one abilities to, excuse me, the admission of one's ability to do anything to help. And that's a, we'll pause, mm-hmm. I guess, that's a conversation for another day on like, mm-hmm. I guess people having to explain racism or like, you being the black person having to sp- explain to others. And that's, at the end of the day, it's up to you whether you choose to do that or not. You can't force that upon anybody to right. do. But if you would like to purchase this t-shirt, you can purchase it from I can't, and again, that's C-A-I-N apostrophe T, explainracism.com. So I want to give him a quick shout out. Yes. I love how it says fun fact. You say that all the time. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we have talked about some black excellence for real today, y'all. We have. We are our podcast. All that brown sugar. Brown sugar. Our podcast is black excellence, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. We didn't say anything about ourselves. (laughs) But we out here. We did. I'm about to say they're gonna find out for you know, for those who've already tuned in and found out little little things about us. But as they continue to listen in, they'll find more um little gems about us. Mm-hmm. And how how we are black excellence. Herstory yes. in the making. Yeah. All day. Herstory. All yes. right. Well, um, I guess we're just gonna thank the the listeners. Yes. For yes. checking in with us on this beautiful Monday, wherever you are. We love our listeners. Yes, we Keep do. Everyone back. stay safe out there in these yes. streets. Stay warm if you are in the good old state of Texas. Oh, yeah. A uh, lot going on over there. So definitely stay warm. Thank you so much for listening. Um, It's cold up here, too. Y'all used to that, okay? Yeah, it's always cold up there. <laughs> Just stay safe where you are, wear your mask, Thank stay you. warm, everybody drink stay water. <laughs> and yeah. continue to listen to the group text and submit any questions that you would like for us or any topics you would like for us to discuss. So continue to follow us on IG. The group text D A Tech. Yeah, help me out. D A <laughs> the group text D A group text podcast on Instagram. That's hey, how you can find us. You can slide in our DMs, send us a quick message if you want to hear us talk about something from a woman's perspective. If you have a question, even if you have a personal question directed to just one of us, hit us yeah. up. We will shout know. you out when we answer it. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> All right, All right, y'all. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.